listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at $2, 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. It is a curious thought, but it is only when you see people looking ridiculous that you realize just how much you love them. Oh, hello there. This is Bradley Martin just reading some famous Agatha Christie quotes, that particular one from her autobiography. Why am I reading Agatha Christie quotes? Because we're about to follow up on season two of The After Party. We last left off, spoiler free, our good buddy and pal, all around awkward, ranting on and on rambler, but just fantastic comedic timing and exposition deliverer, Anique, played by the Sam Richardson, actually being able to hit it off with Zoe, played by Zoe Chow. He's fallen so head over heels for her that he plans to propose at Zoe's sister's wedding. Zoe's sister Grace is in love with Edgar. Zoe played by Poppy Liu. Edgar played by the incredibly talented dry wit humor of Zach Woods. Amongst the guests at this wedding is their estranged uncle Ulysses played by the John Chow. I think the new Meryl Streep of the modern age, Paul Walter Hauser, playing a character named Travis, who had a bit of rough luck taking Matt Damon's advice and investing a lot of money into Bitcoin. The adopted sister, Hannah, played by Anna Conkle, this very peculiar, awkward, Wes Anderson-type character. And Edgar's mother, Isabel played by Elizabeth Perkins, who's channeling a glass of scotch. The parents of Grace and Zoe also attending the wedding. Vivian, played by Vivian Wu, and actually pretty talented and doesn't get enough credit for how funny he is, Ken Jeong, playing Fang. His best work used to be in Community, but I think this is one of the best performances he's turned in in years. Now, because the after party is a vantage point murder mystery show, there is a murder. And Chloe wakes up next to her beloved Edgar and finds that he is dead. His best friend, Sebastian, Jack Whitehall, doing a very convincing British accent, Uh, along with Isabel, demands to know who could have killed this beloved man. 
and accusations ensue, mostly pointed at Grace because she's the one who found the body. Anik, calling his old friend Detective Danner, played by Tiffany Haddish, requests that she come to the wedding party and help him deduce who could have killed Edgar and save his future proposal to Zoe. With me to talk about this lovely comedy. Someone who uh, has a great knowledge of Agatha Christie. We just talked about it briefly. Jordan is with us. Let's not forget the second murder victim, Edgar's beloved pet lizard, Roxana. (laughs) Yes. How could I forget the torturing, horrible death of an animal? Also with us, uh, Doggett. It's a plot point. Come on. Tiffany Haddish's new boyfriend, Doggett. It is a plot point. I've just been known to be all like, oh, right. The, the animals are suffering. That's sad. <laughs> they're, they're not delicious. They're just like <laughs> us. Oh, no, lamb. How could they do that to such a beautiful creature? Bambi's mom? Oh, that's good eats. I mean, terrible. <laughs> Rocky Raccoon, I hope they did something with the liver. God well, d- don't you, though? I hope they used every piece they took out. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, if the high evolutionary got his hands on him, I'd hope he used every part. Right? What ensues is a ten-episode series. Each episode interrogates one of our lovely guests. An assortment of uh, lovely film genres is uh, displayed in the retelling of the after-party where the murder was planned. So, huge cast, brilliant ensemble, comedians at the top of their game. Do you all have a favorite character and vantage point in season two of The After Party? I think the best character is obviously Spike Spiegel. (laughs) I mean, yeah, John Cho is outstanding. I, I I will say, and I will go say, ahead. I, add him to your list, Jojo. Add him to your list. You do no. this every review. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say he's electric and captivating, and also a reason why I see this season got a bigger episode order. Sure, only by two, but you know, larger cast of characters, more mind movies to go in brother were you were you angry were you angry at the new episode count we like two more episodes oh they can't maintain this in the first season i almost felt like they were kind of making fun of the film genres through the vantage point but this season it almost seemed like they were paying like this loving tribute to film genre and niche type of storytelling and i couldn't get enough of it well that's how i felt they did what 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 they did in the first season as well and it's just like okay a little bit more the same i will say however i i couldn't i could barely get through the first episode of this season i i i i think it shows how very much over i've gotten over these fucking romantic comedies so much it also, it was just a bit of a slog of an episode to get through because he got what they got. <laughs> and look, I love Sam Richardson. I would absolutely watch. A Doesn't sound like you do. <laughs> Contention down, uh, Jordan. You were saying. I I you know under the right circumstances, I would absolutely watch a full length rom com starring Sam Richardson. But this was just 
oh my god, it was kind of laboring. Just like, alright, can we just get... Probably still this? better than my Greek Fact Wedding 3. Alright, I mean, I don't doubt it. But, I, I, I will say, after that first, after that admittedly rough first episode, uh, the, seri- uh, the, the season does take off. It really does. And I will say, I think one of my favorite perspectives was tra- was the ex Travis played by uh Paul Walter Hauser because it, it okay I am a sucker for noir storytelling I've made this known but also I just I just love how pathetic he is in it just just he's trying to come off as so smooth like Humphrey Bogart but but isn't that going isn't that just Humphrey F- Bogart <laughs> I mean, Humphrey Bogart's a smooth motherfucker. Let's. I'm just him. saying, like, compare him to Starburns. It's like, at least he's, his best friends aren't children. Now, Travis's no. vantage points was in the style of a film noir, and yeah. he. He's a Reddit user. Oh, yeah, he's a Reddit user, Reddit champion. And he's playing, like, this very cool character from his vantage point. And I believe that he sees himself as someone who is that awesome. But. He's also a likable, charming guy. Not like suave, smoke show charming, but like, hey, I'd, I'd like hanging out with that guy. He lost all his money. He'll no put one's his beyond. ass on the line. <laughs> I, mean, I agree. <laughs> Even if he thinks that hat is cool. Right, exactly. When you wear the entire getup, it kind of starts getting, especially if you're out of shape, it kind of starts getting cool. No, it yeah. does. Like, it, no, like, you're right. It, like, it, it became so uncool, it wrapped around and like became cool again, honestly. Man, you're doing the footwork. You've earned those suspenders. <laughs> so, Doggett, did you have a favorite character? Or are we all picking Cho? That's not fair to the rest of this amazing cast. Okay, okay. You know what? Anik is still one of the best straight guys in any of these uh, shows. Just like surrounded by all these wild cards. Like, who, as you dig deeper, is like, oh, no, they're even, like, oh, you, that's not your real accent. Okay. Yeah. This is what we're dealing with. Sociopaths. Just straight up everybody. Oh, yeah. I I, I agree. While I didn't like Anik's perspective episode, like, yeah, it, Sam Richardson still, like, bounces off of everyone so perfectly. And it's like, there's a reason he's the lead of both these mm-hmm. seasons. And especially when... Tiffany Haddish comes back in because I actually like the progression of what we're seeing with her character and even how like I also really enjoyed her episode which was just this outrageous naked gun style parody of erotic thrillers (laughs) that guarantees I will never watch Barbershop the same way again after seeing Michael Ely in this. And Michael Ely is wonderful in this. And I always champion Michael Ely, but I didn't know he was so funny. And no, I haven't I, seen Barbershop in so long. I mean, I, I've, I, I've always known he's been that funny. I mean, You didn't like was, his cyborg show? Yeah, almost human. He wasn't a comedian in that. That was with um, Carl Urban, Carl right? Carl Urban. I was so yeah. upset when that got canceled. I did too, but it was a show on Fox, so you knew the risk. But I, uh, but also, yeah, John Cho's episode is fantastic just because it's like, oh, epic romance and, oh, 
That actually, uh, uh, that actually got to me. That that almost made me cry, and lost my, I didn't want lost to. My friend to the war. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, when it showed but, what he actually did in the war. To be fair, he wasn't a soldier, so I feel like that would affect him way more. I mean, I, okay, it, okay. It, I lost my shit at that reveal. I was just thinking, oh my god, this is even. Is it turned to Zoolander for a second, where it's like, oh look, okay, this is gonna be a silly comedy, and then like four four deaths are confirmed. Yes, and I will say I kind of miss seeing Elizabeth Perkins. I ain't seen her in much, uh, really since Weeds. And like this is oh, just a good true. reminder. Yeah, no, she's still really fucking good, and also like incredibly talented at comedy. What did you think of the Zach Wood? The Zach Woods, another another HP. Sorry, another um, fantastic comedy performance. I thought he, I, I, I thought he was great. I mean, he's he's clearly being like a parody of you know eccentric billionaires because like they they make his eccentricities just like a little too fucking out there. Like they're trying to be like, <laughs> is this guy even human in the way he talks and interacts with people? But it's like he he's he's been able to pull that off. Like he has the comedic timing and like delivery to do that. That's very funny. Like especially just like how obsessed he is with his pet lizard. It it, it pretty much being like, oh, this is my child. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, it, it's funny because it's it's like when your breakout performance is your worst performance of your career, and somebody looks at your it looks at you in the offense like I can use you better. Was Zach what? Woods on that Space Cruise show yes. Avenue? He was my favorite character and my only recommendation to get people to watch that show because he was so funny with his alcoholism and daddy issues in that. He is cons- he consistently delivers great performances and things, and this is no different. Yeah, there's a joke in there that's all like, uh, sir, there's a five-drink minimum. He's like, oh, an afternoon with my dad, okay. <laughs> I even... I- I will say, I even like how they managed to make Ken Jeong's uh, episode, like, the found footage genre, more or less, because it didn't really... I, I, mean, I know I know our mortal enemies, the TV dudes, I know they, they, uh, they dragged that episode. They said, how could this imaginative show ever do uh, just such a basic form of found footage? And it's like, ah, oh, man. So these old men out of touch. Okay, okay. Well, okay. Well, one, I can see this episode as a way of being able to cut some corners. But also, uh, again, clever use of, you know, getting in the found footage. Because I'm pretty sure it, if there is a season three, they kind of maybe want to save uh, some ideas. I mean, the finale pretty much had, like, two different genres in one. Yeah. It gave us a two-for-one deal in that. And as for the mystery, I will say, I thought the mystery was a little tight, was a little better in season one. Maybe that's because of the tighter episode count. But also, I honestly, like like I mentioned in the last review, I li- I really couldn't guess who it could have been. Here, I was like, once I really started thinking about it, it was it only came down to about three suspects, include and and that included uh, who it eventually ended up being. I feel like everybody had an equal motive. 
And he's, besides the one character they point out later, like everybody was like, man, fuck this guy. His partner, <laughs> his mom, his wife. Oh, yeah. No, don't get me wrong. I, I was at that point, too, where it's just like, Jesus Christ, you all suck. When you find out he, how much he's gla- gaslighting people, aren't you a little bit like, man, you're worse than the guy who's faking his accent. Yeah, I want to say, too, that the victim in the first season, by the end of the show, I felt kind of sad that he had such a grisly death. This season, too, I unfortunately felt like, good riddance, does the killer actually have to go to jail? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's the same thing. It's like... Okay, they did kill somebody, but yeah, like, and murder is wrong. Of course, I mean that. That, that was a joke. Go right, <laughs> <laughs> like that movie, well, I, Bernie. I mean, I... What was truly lost? Come on, he he, yeah, exactly. he, did, he was a, like he was a crypto bro. It, it, I mean, that's reason enough for me. I will say, I do. I, I will say, not giving anything away. I do like two clever cameos they get from two of the cast members from the first season into this one yeah same. because they, they, they yeah in the same episode because they they both work so hilariously well i did not see the reveal coming and what is so brilliant about this show is when they piece together the evidence that they've gathered through the 10 episodes or in this case nine episodes it all adds up and the viewers, the more perceptive ones, much more than me, can actually solve it with the cast. Now, do you all feel that's like a really clever way for Apple to get people to rewatch the show over and over and over before the finale? Or is there like some genuine appeal to that? Well, it does the, the exact same trick of um, what's the glass onion. And we were still surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Like I mentioned on the season one review, before I watched the finale, I had just binged all the previous seven episodes before then, just to see, like, oh, can I get this right? Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. I still didn't. But here, uh, again, even though I was, even though I didn't have a chance to binge this because I'm going through a lot of shit right now, mm-hmm. uh, I. I was still thinking, like, okay, because I thought about, okay, what happened last week? And, yeah, some things just didn't start to line up, and there were some, there were just a couple of suspects I was just like, I honestly can't see them doing it, really, at the end. So, I feel like if Bradley was there, he would have, he would have equal motive. <laughs> Even if he just knew the guy for a few hours, like, I mean... There's a knife right here. Should, isn't this for the good of the world? I'm, I, I mean, again, crypto, bro. So, I mean, like, like, really, Bradley, what if you got a text message from one of your kids, like, Dad, you know, I've heard about this, this, this thing called insert the random product from the show, and you'd be like, well, whoever created this has to die now. <laughs> So before our final thoughts, Doggett, did you have any suspects and were you correct by the finale? No. No. I went for like the societal normal one and I was I think I was torn apart. Like apparently this person has a heart of gold, I guess. <laughs> well they're they're all such fun characters. Even Edgar were- and as you said by Zach Woods, was it? Um, such a fun 
that's the thing where I, I believe Agatha Christie mysteries excel, not so much in the cat and mouse aspect of the mystery, but how we see the inner workings of human beings, their motivations to live virtuously or to commit crime. And this was a home run in that regard. So it's so refreshing to see Agatha Christie not be reduced to like a shock and awe thriller that happens to so many detective novels throughout the year. But what were you going to say, Jordan? I was, uh, I was just going to say, I just thought that scripting could have uh, been a little tighter. Uh, but not, again, I still think the season was a success. I'm going to recommend it. It's like, this show is great. Chris Miller is doing a bang up job. All right. I mean, I mean, between this and across the spider verse, he's having a hell of a year creatively. Oh, that's right. It's that Chris Miller. Spider-Verse scripts could use some work. Uh, let's go into our final thoughts. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Dog, dog it. Well, I love me a good mystery. I, I feel like I mentioned before the recording that uh, the, this show has completely smoked on the murders. I mean, I almost have no desire to go to back to go back to that now. Like, it just, it's just not going to... It's not going to do it the same. I'm, I'm sorry, Steve Martin and Martin Shorts. I hope you guys are tired in grace. So I'm going to have to give this show... 10 out of 10 Tiffany Haddishes. Alright. Yeah. And uh, Jordan? Um... Uh... I really liked this season. I, I I still think the first season was a little stronger, but uh, this has a great cast of characters, a, inter- a a very entertaining mystery, and some wonderful performances. It's just so goddamn good that I again I really can't help but recommend it. So I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it eight and a half cups of Bing ice. Nice. So for me, I also love this second season. I probably liked the first season a little more because I like the venue more and the backdrop of these people are people who we went to high school with. Surely one of them isn't a killer. I think that's much more interesting than I'm going to my girlfriend's sister's wedding and I want to impress her parents. Like, why, Anik? Why do you want to impress your parents? You're a grown-ass man. You and Zoe can make your own decisions <laughs> without pretending that her parents have any say at all. And, yeah, maybe you that's just... your family. <laughs> that's the other reason I could not stand that opening episode, honestly. Oh, all right. We're simpatico on it. <laughs> my favorite one, though, and actually my favorite player throughout this whole thing, it was episode two... I'm a huge Jane Austen simp. I love those films. Uh, Joe Wright's particular adaptation of Pride and Prejudice is one of me and my wife's all-time favorite movies. And Zoe Chow nailed it. And I want to see her in everything now. I want this show to go on for five more seasons until I'm tired of it and start calling them shameless cash grab seasons because she was perfect in every genre that these episodes played out. So absolutely love that performance. 
I was upset with the finale because I wasn't emotionally ready to find out who the killer was. So my rating will probably sound disingenuous. <laughs> I should have waited 48 hours. That's my fault. You two apologies. But I am going to still give this 8 out of 10. Instagram followers for your boy, your man doing stunt tricks and falling on my ass for likes. I don't remember his name. Was it Chad? Kyler. 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 <laughs> Kyler. <laughs> I, I, I distinctly remember because I keep thinking, good God, who the fuck named her kid that? 